G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. You might have noticed there's not as many magazines these days in circulation. The idea of a subscription publication arriving in your letterbox is rarer than ever, but lots of us crave the idea of having a hard copy Christian magazine that arrives in our postbox. Now there is preparation underway for a new Christian magazine targeting millennials, basically people who are under 40. Well, it's called Soul Tread, and the founders are preparing for a launch of a quarterly eco-friendly magazine for millennial Christians here in Australia. One of the founders is Rachel Lopez, and Rachel's joining us. Hello, Rachel. Welcome along to 2020. Hi, Neil. Thanks for having me. Rachel, you've personally been writing for a number of other publications. You're dreaming about starting something new. And give us some insight here into how you got together the idea and you've got action here to make this happen. Uh, Well, it was actually quite a number of years ago, about 13 years ago, I came up with the idea of a Christian magazine. Um, But I'm kind of glad that it's taken this long um, to come together. Um, yeah, so I've been writing for a number of publications, um, Christian ones, and I just realized who I was writing for. I really wanted to reach uh, millennials, especially those who are falling away from the faith. Um, and so, yeah, early this year, I started a business course and I decided to dive right in, not knowing what 2020 would bring. Um, so it's definitely been an interesting journey. Interesting, the target of millennials, uh, people who are basically under 40, I think millennials officially uh, go up to about age 39, but uh, millennials leaving the church, you say, and that's part of the motivation for uh, targeting that particular age group. Definitely, yeah. Based on my own experience and and what millennials are saying about their friends who have left the church, um, a sort of common story is is people getting sucked into this online world um, that really sets up uh, these two major views uh, and you're constantly giving these two options. Um, and a lot of them sort of build straw men for the other side. So we're kind of um, trying to be a, a middle space. Um, a lot of people we found just end up becoming so disillusioned with Christianity and uh, sadly throwing the baby out with the bathwater Um And so that's just something to me that's been really heartbreaking, seeing those friends and sometimes celebrities um, making those decisions. But of course, in the environment we find ourselves these days, uh, the demise of print magazines, you know, every so often we'll hear of the next whole group of magazines that are no longer going to be in print. And of course, it leaves a void in the marketplace. People still want a print magazine, but you're seeing this as an opportunity. And opportunity, I imagine, is something here you've got to take advantage of. Definitely. Um, A lot of the magazines that are actually um, failing are the bigger ones, but it's the niche magazines uh, that are still doing really, really well. 
Um, and according to sort of Roy Morgan that, that looks at all these statistics, around 13 million people still read magazines in Australia. Uh, and they're more popular than reading them online is reading them in print. Quite different to the stats for newspapers. People prefer newspaper um, online now. Um, so, yeah, niche magazines, um, there's a lot of Australian ones, actually, um, like, you know, Frankie and The New Philosopher that um, just have a really, really strong readership. So what's involved in magazine production and what you've got in mind for your new magazine? Uh, well, we have an editorial committee. Uh, we call them St- Story Scouts. It's a bit of a cool name. Um, and they're spread out all across Australia. Um, so just really well-connected Christians with their ear to the ground. Um, we have some regular columns. So Anna McGahn, uh, Australian actress, she's one of our uh, columnists. Uh, we have a work and faith column, which uh, has an interview with three workers in a particular field. Um, so in the first edition, that's Lost Trades. Then another regular column uh, we have is Expat Tales, which profiles an Aussie uh, doing amazing things overseas. Um, but once we have a particular article in mind, uh, we think about whether it should have photography or illustration to accompany it. And we use original uh, photography and illustration. So we sort of uh, talk to our creative team about that and come up with some ideas. Uh, And then we also have um, some editors who will work with our writers through the process uh, as well. Uh, And then once everything is compiled, we sort of send it to the magazine designer. I can take a few days off finally. Um, And, yeah, then it will go to our amazing printer in Melbourne. Now, you already have a team, something like 40 members on your team, uh, story scouts as you describe them, and then there's uh, writers, photographers, illustrators. It's a team that's obviously sharing your passion here, can hardly wait to get the first magazine out. <laughs> that's right. Um, yeah, we sort of, it was a lot easier to gather a team than I thought because people just really love the idea of seeing their work in print. Um, they're sick of you know putting things out online and I have a blog so I struggle with this you put so much energy and effort into it and then you wait for engagement and you know your mum might like it and someone else and you're like I just want my work out in the world and um, online it's very difficult so having it in, in print in beautiful print they're so excited about it So for a lot of people, having a blog where you're not getting the millions of hits that you might hear in some stories around the world, uh, for a lot of people who are writing and uh, writing good material, uh, they're just not getting the readership. And so they crave the idea that there might be something in a hard copy that people can look at in a magazine. So there's a lot of that going on. A lot of people disillusioned with blogging. Definitely, and I think now, especially with Facebook if you and Instagram, if you want things to be seen, you have to pay for it. Um, and then there's also the issue of, of the things that are more controversial and divisive rise to the top. So people might scan, read a, a, an article, not really um, engage deeply in it, just scan, read it, and then straight into the comments and the comments on those comments. So it becomes sort of more this, um, divisive nature of online and so the people that we're um, the voices we're amplifying are in the middle spaces that often get lost in the online world anyway 
because of that. So the sort of stories you're hoping to cover, hopeful stories, sustainable faith, church as a community, cultural engagement, uh, sounds like there's a little controversy in there as well. Uh, what are your thoughts on controversial editorial and controversial articles that you might print? Well, we're more about lived theology than theological arguments. So I'd rather hear about what people are doing um, in, out in, in the world and, and profiling what they're doing rather than just, and I think a lot of um, Christian newspapers and magazines do this, is they sort of pitch extreme A versus extreme B to try to get you uh, riled up. And it doesn't actually help people to grow and think. Um, and so, yeah, that's what we're doing. Everything we're doing is kind of quite different. Um, but it is something that people tell us that they want, um, so we think it's going to work. So stories around the idea, as you say, a lived theology. And you've got a board in place, a board that uh, is keeping an eye on editorial content, and uh, no doubt uh, there's an accountability structure in there for all of your journalistic team. Yes, definitely. Um, We are looking at having um, some especially if we're going to be talking about um, scriptural texts um, and theology, we are looking at having um, some theologians and scholars look over it before it goes to print as well. Um, Because, yeah, we really want it to um, be aligned with creedal Christianity and um, we want it to be something that helps people grow in their faith and not something that um, turns them away or can um, confuse people. So, Rachel, I suppose you'd say this is still an aspiration stage that you're in and you've got some plans for your first edition to come out on the 1st of December and so you want it to be available for the start of summer. Uh, Now, you've got a campaign going. You need to raise a few dollars so that your progress can become action. So how do you hope uh, that listeners to our conversation today might respond? Is there a way you can sign up early to get the first edition or can you subscribe for a a year and get your quarterly magazines in the mail? How do you hope listeners uh, to this conversation now might respond to your idea? Definitely. Well, we do have a Kickstarter campaign running uh, until the 1st of October. Uh, we're about 60, 62% of the way in, so we've raised around 18 and a half grand so far. And that's from people pledging um, to receive the first edition, uh, and also they can get a one-year subscription and multi-packs. But we, we do have some cool rewards, so um, things like art and books and exclusive Zoom events uh, with people like Tom Wright and uh, Anna McGann. So... Yeah, so going on the Kickstarter website and looking at Soul Tread magazine and getting behind it and sharing it uh, with people that you think will love it. Well, I think a lot of people will just be so inspired by your pioneering here and want to get on site and uh, be the recipient of your first edition because that could be quite historic because you've got all sorts of plans. Uh, You want to pay your journalists and your photographers. You want to be able to pay your team. So it's not all just a voluntary thing. You've got really good aspirations for growing this into a really professional outfit. Definitely. I think to really uh, encourage and and grow uh, writers and creators in Australia, 
Um, it's not just about giving them a platform. It's about paying them for what they're worth. And that's something that I've been really passionate about uh, for a long time. And that's also um, how I have an amazing team because when you say, would you like to be involved in a Christian publication, um, you say, I'm paying you, and they say, wow, that's amazing, and that's the response I'm getting. I've never had anyone actually want to pay me, uh, a, a Christian publication pay me, and I think Christians really need to value the arts more and value um, by paying people what they're worth, and so that's something um, that's resonated with a lot of people as well. And being in a pandemic, um, a lot of these artists and creators have lost work, um, so that's one thing that really motivates me to keep uh, on the time schedule so I can be paying and supporting them. Well, what great aspiration you have and the likelihood is uh, lots of listeners today might want to get your first edition. So I want to give a website so that listeners can be a part of your Kickstarter campaign and also to pre-order a first edition for what is going to be called Soul Tread Magazine. Now, this is the website to go to for Soul Tread Magazine, soultreadmag.com soultreadmag.com Now to uh, help with that Kickstarter campaign Rachel, uh, is that a Kickstarter website that people go to and they type in Soul Tread Magazine? Is that the way that you, you know you might want someone to, to be a, a contributor along the way to get this thing up and going? How do they do that with your Kickstarter? Yeah, just go to kickstarter.com and you can uh, search for Soul Tread Magazine and it will come up um, but also we do have a link on our website because um, the uh, the website address for the Kickstarter, it's too long to say online. So, yeah, you can do either of those things. Okay, find the link at soultreadmag.com and uh, you can make a contribution with the Kickstarter campaign. And as you say, Rachel, you can also pre-order a first edition and be a part of what hopefully here will be an historic start to a new Christian magazine for millennials. Great to hear of a good initiative like this. Rachel Lopez, thank you so much for your update today on 2020. Thanks so much for having me, Neil. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.